Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning, everyone. It is so, so good to be with you today. I trust you've had a good week and uh, that you've done something this week that energizes your soul. Uh, whether it be a walk outside, a conversation with a loved one, whatever it is that really energizes you, I hope that you've been able to do that. What energizes you? I want to ask you that question this morning. It's a great question to ask yourself, but more importantly, it's a great question to answer. Do you know what energizes you? For me, uh, I love reading a good book. I really love baking. So there's a little problem with baking, though. Uh, You're going to have to roll Paul and I out of isolation when this is over because I have been baking, baking, baking. And uh, my husband tells me there are no calories in it if it's made with love. So that's why he is able to eat everything I bake. I'm starting to give my baking away because we can't eat it all. What do you do? What energises you? Why don't you... uh, Why don't you put something on the chat and tell us what energizes you? What have you been able to do this week about that would that helps you? I think we all need to take just a moment to pray for the extroverts because they're suffering. They're suffering. I'm not an extrovert, but uh, I know that they're suffering because they might feel like cabin fever. I get that cabin fever feeling a bit. But uh, how about you? Father, we pray for the extroverts that you would help them. Because it's not easy just uh, being in that confined, enclosed space. What energises you is important, you know. You ne- we need to be putting something into our week. Uh, you know, we're looking at perspective at the moment. And Paul preached a, a fabulous message last week uh, on what, what is our perspective when we're looking at COVID-19 and God. And you can watch it on YouTube if you missed it. And the reason I asked you to think about what energises you is because today we're looking at our mental health and and it's really important for our mental health to put things into our life that energise us, especially at the moment with all that we're facing. With the new normal that we're living in, it's not normal. It's not what we've experienced before and we should be aware of how it can affect our mental health because it does. And isolation is not good for our mental health. I read an article um, in the ABC News recently and the Lifeline chairman, John Brogdon, it says this, in recent years we've been answering about 2,500 calls a day, he said. Now we've had the coronavirus shut down, we've seen our calls get as high as 3,200 a day. That's a big jump. The highest they have ever seen. Mr Brogdon said about half of the calls came from people talking about the COVID-19 crisis. These are extraordinary numbers, he said, and it demonstrates the stress on people's mental health that we're seeing with the coronavirus. He said that while social distancing and self-isolation were helping with the war against the virus, one of the accidental casualties was mental health. We're seeing significant growth in anxiety and we're seeing real loneliness. That's what's going on. And you may, be, you may be listening today and you may be feeling that exact thing. Because introvert or extrovert, 
We're not made for isolation. You know, there is a reason why solitary confinement is a punishment in prison. There's a reason. Because we're not built to be alone. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, Two are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. And, and preachers like myself, marriage celebrants, like to use that scripture uh, in weddings because it is true. And it is, does talk about the marriage relationship, but it's not only talking about a marriage relationship. It's talking about how necessary it is that, that we have connection. Every single person on the planet needs connection. Because left alone to our own thoughts, we can begin to drift and allow unhealthy thinking patterns to emerge. And, and if we do that, they can take us to a place that is not good for us. And sometimes this happens without us even being aware of it. Before we know it, we're over there and thinking, how did I get here? I don't know if you've found that or if you've been finding that more at the moment. Because the pace of life, life has slowed, which, which is a good thing, but, the, but pressures have emerged from other areas. And these areas can affect our mental health. So, so for some people, not being able to work alongside others, they find that really tough. Parents trying to work and juggle homeschooling at the same time. I don't know how you're doing it. I mean, hats off to you and Jesus help you because that's, that's not an easy thing to do. The financial uncertainty that, that all of us are facing in some way. So the struggle for our mental health happens in our minds, which is obvious. I know. Our thought life, what we allow ourselves to think about, the voices we listen to will affect our mental health. So I want to talk about three voices that we may find ourselves needing to fight, especially during this time where our worlds are being shaken up. And these three voices come from the story of David and Goliath. And for those of you who are listening who don't know the story of David and Goliath, it's a story in the Bible of a young shepherd boy who, and his name was David, and he fought and killed a very large man that no one else was brave enough to fight. And this very large man, his name was Goliath, was intimidating in a number of ways. He was large in stature, he had a loud voice, and he used that loud voice to bring fear to those who heard him. And I want to tell you today that in the battle for our mind, you may have to fight loud and intimidating voices. The first thing I want to say about the voices, these voices that David had to fight against is that none of them were telling him the truth. All three of these voices were lying to David. All three of them tried to defeat him and disarm him so that he would give up. That was their purpose, that he would give up. And the, voice, the voices sounded so real and so right, but they were all lies. Remember that. These voices were all lying to him and he needed to understand the truth because the battle in our mind for our mental health is all about distinguishing and standing on the truth. People call lifeline when they need someone to talk to. Do you know what our lifeline is? And calling lifeline is a great thing, but do you know what our lifeline is? Our lifeline is the word of God because that is our truth. That is the truth. And, uh, you know, when we're in a, a battle for our mind, the most important thing that we can do is start to dwell on and think about the truth. 
I know someone who faces panic attacks and they will contact me when that's happening. And I always say the same thing. Breathe. See if you can go for a walk. This is going to pass. This will pass. This will pass. Think about the truth. And it does, because the truth is what will set us free in our mind. Okay, so three voices that you might find yourself fighting against, that David fought against. The first one was the voice of accusation. 1 Samuel 17 says this, But when David's older brother, Elab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What are those... What about those sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Isn't that interesting? David came. He was doing a good thing. He came to see his, his brothers and bring supplies. And, and, and when he saw his brother, his brother just turned around and accused him. You may be like David today and find yourself on the receiving end of accusation. Or you may be the one who's doing the, accusa- the accusing of yourself or of others. David's first battle that he fought was with a family member. So I wanna ask you this morning, how are those relationships going with the people you're living with? Your spouse, your kids, your housemates? How's it going? Because right now is a time when relationships are being tested. Have you noticed? Have you noticed relationships are being tested? Partly because we are all each other is seeing. And partly because of the, the pressures we're all facing, it's like this pressure cooker that we're in. And you know, accusation is actually something that the devil does. <laughs> accusation comes from the devil. Revelation 12 verse 10 says, For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before God day and night. Accusation uh, comes from the devil. Accusation comes from religion. Jesus was accused by the religious people. In fact, that's what nailed him to the cross. And if you look through the Gospels, you will see, like in the Gospel of Mark, there's a scripture that that tells us that Jesus' enemies watched him closely, planning to accuse him. You know, I was reading that scripture one day, numbers of years ago, and I felt like the, the Holy Spirit actually convicted me. He said, there are people in your world that you are just waiting and watching just like those religious people were doing, that waiting and watching, planning to accuse. It, it, and that's, that, that's, that's not grace, that's not God. And our perspective is only one perspective. David's brother said, I know about your pride and deceit. And neither of those things were true. Let's show each other grace, not accusation and judgment. We're in this together, guys. Maybe you're accusing yourself. Maybe you've got thoughts that keep going over and over in your head. I'm hopeless. I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm this, I'm that. Stop accusing yourself. That's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the devil. So the first voice that David had to fight in his fight uh, to beat Goliath was accusation. The second one is you can't do this. And that, this came from Saul the king. It was 1 Samuel 17, 33. Saul says this, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. So David, this young boy, goes to the king and he says, I'll fight Goliath. And the king looks at David and he says, don't be ridiculous. You can't do it. 
And then he names all of the reasons. You're too young. You're not a soldier. You haven't done this before. Saul looked at David and judged him. You know, all of us are having to embrace new things right now. We, we're having to navigate doing things differently or, or doing things for the first time, like looking into a camera, which is what I'm navigating at the moment, having to look into a camera a lot, more than I ever have. What new things are you having to embrace? Homeschooling, working from home, being a boss and all your staff being in their homes, doing school virtually, not being able to go to the gym, having your wedding cancelled, teaching school virtually, planning an overseas trip and losing all of, the, all of the money that you've invested because of the coronavirus, losing your income, being, living alone all the time, being forced to, to not be able to see your loved ones because they're in another state. I mean, that's just a small list, but those are the, there are, and there are things I've left off that list. But here's the thing, for a lot of us, we look at what we're facing, and just like what Saul said to David, we think, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. I, I, can't, I can't get through this. I don't have what it takes. And this can send us into a downward spiral in our mind and our mood and our mental health is affected. Let's look at David's response to Saul. I love David's response when I was reading this during the week. 1 Samuel 17, 34, it says this. As soon as Saul said that to David, it says this, but David persisted. He didn't give up. He persisted. And then it goes on in verse 37 to say, and he says, the Lord will rescue me from the claws of the lion. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. I may not have done this before, but I'm not giving up. And even more importantly, even more importantly, I have a God who is with me. And he's delivered me before. And he's helped me before. And he will help me again with whatever I'm facing. And you have that God too. He's helped you before and he'll help you today. With whatever you look at and think, I can't do this, you can do it. God is in you and God is with you. That is your truth today. Your God is with you and he will help you navigate this situation. And the third one, was mocking. 1 Samuel 17, 42 out of 44. Sneering and in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy, Goliath roared, Am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. Goliath basically intimidated David. He basically yelled at him with a loud, intimidating voice. He was overwhelmingly big. He was really confident. And he tried to make David feel like he was insignificant and weak. And that's what intimidation tries to do. It tries to get inside your head and say, ha, you think your finances are going to be okay? You think you're going to come out the end of this other thing? You think you're safe? What if you get covid you think your relationships are going to survive. You think your kids are going to be okay. And the list goes on and on. And that, that can be the tape in, in, that plays in our head. And it's the voice of doubt. And it's the voice that tries to take away faith. And it wants to fill you with anxiety. And it tries to push you down and hold you down. Do you know how David responded to these three voices? Firstly, he didn't give them the time of day. Secondly, he didn't dwell on them and say, Oh, actually, you're right. Oh, I think that's true. 
He didn't say that. He didn't believe them. But ultimately, he had to fight them. He had to fight them. 1 Samuel 17, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. He had to fight. He had to not just let those overwhelming thoughts um, overwhelm him. The voice of accusation. The voice of I can't do this. The voice that may be telling you it's not okay. If we listen to those voices, our mental health will suffer and we will suffer and the people around us will suffer. Let's be people, church, let's be people who, who stand on the word of God, who hold on to the truth, who cut off the head of those lies because God is with you and you are coming out of this in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every person who is listening to this message today. I thank you so much that you are with them, that you love them, and that the voice of accusation is is silenced. Father, that the voice of I can't do this is changed to with God I can. Father, that, that that the intimidating voices of doubt, Father, they are quieted in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you come alongside each one right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.